You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. I was not sure this episode was going to happen. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a schedule fiasco going on in the <laughs> Allen household. Expectations did not go as planned. No, they didn't. This past week and weekend specifically. And so if this one, uh, as you're listening to this episode, if this one sounds a little uh, lacking of some oomph or some oh, energy. Oh, it's not going to lack oomph. We got it, You don't it, think baby. so? Okay. We got well, this. We got this. But we are coming off of a impromptu... 18-hour drive that happened yesterday, yesterday. at the day of, uh, as we're recording this. <laughs> so it was a long day yesterday, but it's good to be back on the air with Sexy Marriage Radio. It is. Where we're having straightforward, honest conversations about married life and love and sex. And we invite your questions, your thoughts, your comments, your praise, your support, whatever it is. Uh, we want to hear 214-702-9565. You can email feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you like the show, please jump on iTunes, rate and review, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. That helps us climb the charts, get more subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex, uh, and it can just get better and better. Today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy where you can join and get extended content. Mm-hmm. You can also join and go all the way and get deeper access to a private group chat, monthly Q&A calls, exclusive content, virtual hangouts. You can find all that information at sexymarriage.net forward slash SMR Academy. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, your question, a couple of our answers, and on the extended version, which is deeper twice as long and no ads, you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. We're going to have a deep dive into what we just alluded to Mm -hmm. on the concept of expectations. Where do they come from? What do we do with them? How they wreak havoc? And how they're also just a part of reality Mm -hmm. and part of life. So all that's coming up on today's show. So this is an email that came in, Pam, uh, a little while ago. Okay. That's from a husband saying, I've got a question. My spouse and I have been married 11 years. We continue to have sex on a frequent basis, but my spouse does it more out of duty than delight. She's only been interested in having an orgasm twice in the past 14 months, and she just has sex with me because she knows I need it, which I appreciate. It's very functional rather than fun. No foreplay, no laughing, no communicating about preferences. They have three young kids and a couple part-time jobs. So she's pretty tired with this stage of life. He struggles because it is the larger narrative of their sex life, which has been a struggle for most of the marriage. In the past, she's asked me to do certain things that would help her get in the mood, such as help with chores, shave his beard, approach her a certain way, etc. But that's rarely made a difference from his perspective. I also have been open in our marriage about my sexual desires and preferences. She's listened and often agreed to try new things, but then there's very little follow-through from her, even though those things are agreed to, leaving him feeling disappointed, disrespected, and unloved. I long for a joyful, fun, sexual relationship with my wife, but I'm just not sure that is who she is or if it is even possible. Do you have any suggestions? Thank you. Mm. 
So in the past, we have done episodes on what do you do with functional level sex? What do you do yeah. when one, the higher desire for novelty, uh, engagement, depth, variety, etc., wants more, mm -hmm. and the lower desire is just following a script or hitting functional level sex. Just getting by with what they can. And we've talked about in the past, you know, change it up in midstream as the higher desire. Oftentimes when in our shows, we've done that leaning towards the husband to just switch positions, try something different. Don't speak about it. Just make the move, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I want to take a little bit of a different slant with this one. Okay. Because I think this is one of those, while that still works, he's talking about more what goes on outside of the bedroom as well. That's that's what I'm hearing. Tell me okay. if you're hearing different, Pam. Okay. Um, take you took this barn, this horse out of the barn. Let's <laughs> roll with Let's it. Let's see how far it's going to yep, go. Yep. Okay. Hopefully, we don't get lost or get get thrown from the ride. Um. So I'm curious because what he's what he's saying is throughout the course of their marriage, they've had some conversations about it. She's even said, here's some things I think that can help, mm -hmm. which in my experience in the 25 years, almost 26 years I've had with you, yeah, and then with the people that I've worked with in my office, in my experience with the lower desire spouse, particularly when that spouse is the wife, she's not really sure what it would be, right? There's Some of these are just stabs in the dark because it's like she doesn't have specific preferences of like, Okay, this is the missing key. I would agree with that. And typically, the, sometimes I would attribute that to the lower desire spouse. Just since that's not necessarily a priority, that's not where time is spent researching and trying to figure right. out what it is that makes you tick in that arena. Right. There's not a lot of internal drive just inherently in the, right. how do I fix this? I really want to spice this up. Yeah, I'm but I'm really not sure. Right. And so a lot of times I really believe a lot of women, in in case for this emailer, they, they wrestle with, I don't know. And it is a legit answer. It Because <laughs> they is. really don't. It's yeah. not a specific. And that's where. It's not an evasion. It's not them trying to evade. The question? Well, it can be, but in the, the slant I want to take with this horse out of the barn today okay. is it's not. I'll agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Because there are times with the sophistication of the way the dynamic goes in marriage that it can be an evasion. Well, don't we know when our spouse is blowing us off and saying, I don't know. Yes. And there's, there's a legit, I don't know. And then there's the, I'm blowing you off. Kind right. Of. And yeah. so this is one to where... Those of us who spend a lot of energy, effort, intellect, uh, desire, drive, whatever, what have you in this arena of how do I spice up sex more? How do I have more? How do I create deeper connection? Whatever it is that I'm longing for, it's a foreign concept to think that how would you not know? And so we need to, on the higher desire side of this, think, okay, they don't think like we do. And intellectually speaking, that's probably a duh, mm. but deep down, it's absolutely true. And you've got to come to grips with that to realize they don't see it the way we do. And that doesn't mean anything's wrong. That just means that's the difference between us. Yeah. And so sometimes that foreign thought, we've got to wrestle with it on the higher desire side of it too, which is why I want to spin this to outside of the bedroom. Okay. 
to where rather than how do I get her more engaged in thinking about this, longing for this, taking a lead in it, or engaging in it on a deeper level, how am I doing this in my own life outside of the bedroom and the other aspects of my life? Okay. We talked about last week's episode on the extended content. We went into what are the elements of a great story? Mm -hmm. How do you create a better Mm -hmm. life? And we went through and listed four components that have to be a part of it. And it's really a good framework to look at. Here's here's how you do this to really create a more passionate, vibrant life. Right, which draws the other spouse in in so many different aspects of life. That's where I want to land. Including sexually. That's where I want to land on this. Because when you first met each other, there's a likelihood that she was into the vibe you were giving, not just sexual. Mm-hmm. It was the way you conducted yourself. It was the way you approached her. It was the way you carried yourself. It's the way you handled responsibilities, cared for other people. I mean, we say this with our daughter. How does how do the any boy that's interested in you or has on your radar, how does he treat other people? Right. Because that's a big component of who are they as a person? Right. Right. And I would say the same to our son. How does she treat her friends? How does she treat other people? Yeah. Because that's a big component of who they are. Because we can put on a good persona. But how we are with other people shows who we are, too. Right. And so how congruent are those two things? How alive are you? And, and this is where, as a husband, and I'm, my hunch would be, based on he's reaching out, he's listening, he sees some of the hurdles and some of the wins thus far, my hunch would be he's doing this already, but maybe could shore it up a little bit. Okay. Meaning... When, with whatever it is that you're doing, how have you interwoven a sexual vibe into the relationship continually with your wife? How do you do foreplay outside of the bedroom where you're really targeting her most potent sexual organ, which is her mind? And if he's already... So what is it that you're recommending here for him on this regard because it it sounds like she's got a lot of the busyness of life at play you know Mm -hmm. the small kids Mm part-time job um and she's agreed to some things I, i guess the thing that i heard in that arena is they've had the discussions she's agreed to some things how is he then luring her into those things okay well so in, in one regards, thanks for bringing that up, Pam. In one regards, as the higher desire, just because the lower desire agrees to something, we as the higher desire have to realize that doesn't mean they all of a sudden became the higher desire in it, just it because they agreed it. Doesn't mean they became the higher desire. Doesn't mean that they're even going to initiate it. Right. You, because they agreed to it, don't expect her all of a sudden, all of a sudden her clothes to just fall off that night. Right. Or for her to come right. and rip yours off because you she agreed to it. Right. Because it can be one of those in the moment. Absolutely. She's like, I can see that. And then other things happen and we get derailed. And for the lower desire, it's easier to get derailed than the higher desire. Yeah. That's agreed. part of the dynamic. <laughs> and so there is a component as the higher desire. And this is probably uh, put a pin in this for a future show. As a higher desire, we need to talk some more about this whole concept of leadership fatigue. <laughs> Right. <laughs> just yes. always having to be in the lead. Yeah. And the fatigue that can come with it. And, yeah, the, and and what that message is on the other side coming back of like, I'm tired of always having to be the one that leads this because it does leave me feeling what he's describing. Uh, rejected, alone, not you know, disrespected, unloved. Sure. Right. 
but I want to just, what I'm thinking of is a lot of times we can start to see the dynamic of, okay, I want more sexual vibe between us. I've initiated, I've made comments, I've blurted, which is a great Dr. Glover phrase of if it's on your mind, blurt it, say it, put it out there. And it, it, over the history of the relationship, typically those go fall flat. Okay. And so that means we don't keep doing it. Right. Rather yeah. than, wait, if that's a part of who I am, why am I tempering myself for that? Mm. Because my, my hunch is, and tell me if I'm wrong because of the experience you've had with me mm-hmm. over the 26 years almost, my hunch is when I can start to be more overt about just who I am and what I'm interested in and how I conduct myself, and I feel like over the years I have gotten really good at figuring out how to bring in a sexual vibe in a fun way that just kind of keeps it right there under the surface, if not above the surface. Yeah. That the manner in which I do that is all that matters. It's so much more enticing when it is overt, when it's just, here's, here's who I am and I'm just laying it out on the table rather than feeling like there's passive aggressive mm-hmm. um, comments or hints or, or whatever the case may be. Or the bigger issue is, I think the higher desire a lot of times only does these when they are interested in sex. Uh, yeah. Right? And so there can be yeah. a couple days go by after you've had sex and you're like, okay, I, I can. we got our cycle, so it's not going to be till the weekend, so I'll start dropping those things again on Thursday. Sure. And she's reading that as, you only say those things when there's the possibility of sex or when you're horny or when it's been a while rather than why not have it as if that's something I'm interested in regularly, which is what I hear from a lot of higher desire husbands. Yeah. Why not keep dropping those things and using those things and interweaving them appropriately. This is not just remove filter and say it all the time. That, right. that's, that can be too much of a tsunami, but why not interweave it and then handle the response better? Yeah. Realize the goal isn't necessarily, and this is where we're heading in the extended today. Okay. My, I needed to level set my expectation because what helped me was recognizing if I could make a sexual innuendo comment, even in some of the most inopportune times, the goal wasn't, I need to make sure we have sex that day, right then, right now, right now, whatever. It was the goal was, did I get some sort of reaction from you? Did I get a giggle? Did I get a smile, a smirk, a something? Because a lot of times it would be a smile or a smirk and then a, yeah, good try, or (laughs) no way, or whatever. But the fact that I got that smile, even though I got shot down, it still hit. It still landed. It still landed. It still uh, leaves me as the spouse knowing he's just into me all the time. Right. That's the hope. That's the message that you want to send. I like knowing that you're into me. Right. And that's, so that's the, the whole goal is this is what he's describing. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. So how do you up that game, if you will, outside of the bedroom that has just more vibrancy and more life that you can interweave the, the sexual innuendo and the vibe into it, but also interweave yourself into it. Have fun with what you do. Be alive with what you do. If you have a great work ethic, be dedicated and and continue to conduct yourself in the manners in which draw her in. Be a man of your word. Gotcha. 
right? Because I yeah. think that's the kind of concept that draws people in that then the leap from good collaborative relationship as a, as a beta couple, mm-hmm. if you will, where you okay. manage life well, mm-hmm. it's a closer leap to get to that, no, nah, now let's get naked. Okay. I'm, I'm processing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because sex doesn't happen by accident. We've talked about that a lot in the past. Too. It, it doesn't happen by accident. And creating that environment, if, if you've been in a routine of just kind of gearing up or dropping those things, dropping those little conversations about sex or sexual innuendos, if, if you're in that routine um, that it only happens on the day of or the day before you usually have sex, then it it's a long process to flip this right. and have the spouse see you consistently maybe change in that routine. Right. It this does this does take some time for it all to find a new level of norm between you. Yeah. Because she could be and likely will read it as okay. And so sometimes there can even be a, a benefit to the heads up of hey, you know what? I realize I've kind of tempered myself in some regards and I'm not going to come on full go full bore on you but I'm going to I'm going to try some things out yeah just heads up yeah and I think that's announcing an intention is a good way to go I would agree let us know how it goes 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com if we miss something that we're you're still wondering let us know today's episode is brought to you by the sexy marriage radio academy So Sexy Marriage Radio is being brought to you by its own academy. Its own academy and these people that we love. (laughs) Absolutely. And so there's two different types of levels you can join with Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. One is just, uh, the we're calling it the extended, Mm -hmm. which is where you can get the extended content every week. Shows up right on your phone. You can log in to the site at sexymarriage.net. Log in, see all the extended episodes where you get roughly twice as long of a show with deeper content that's is only for the members, mm-hmm. or if you want to go even further, you can go all the way, which gets you the extended content, as well as monthly coaching Q&A calls, which are live with every member of the Academy that wants to join. Those are all recorded, yep. followed directly by after by a virtual hangout, which is where we stop the recording. Couples get the chance to just talk to each other, collaborate, see who's who mm-hmm. we're seeing, as well as mm-hmm. a private chat where conversations go on regularly. That this has become a community where if you got a question you're not sure where to ask, this is where no holds barred, you can ask anything. A super safe place to do it. So yeah. if you want to join and pick your level of access, you go to sexymarriage.net forward slash SMR Academy and join today. Hey guys, so first time caller, long time listener. My wife and I listen to the podcast a lot and absolutely love it. Uh, your latest one we heard uh, talking about how masturbation is not sin, and there's so much about it that I think is intriguing and, and I appreciate, uh, but would love clarity. Um, we've had some fun conversations about that, uh, and I guess a question is, is, is it not sin in the context of marriage when you're, I mean, because yes, the physical act of masturbation, maybe maybe that's not sin, but is it sin if you're fantasizing about somebody else? Is it sin if you're not married? How do you, you know, go forward in masturbating if you're not fantasizing about something or thinking about somebody um, 
body part. I, I don't know. It, is it lumped in under sexual immorality? Uh, so would love to have you unpack that and maybe even talking with somebody on a prominent spiritual realm. You know, you've got somebody like John Piper out there and others that would maybe say that masturbation is sin. And I think they're qualified and, and solid uh, in their teaching. So um, would just like to hear that broken down in a deeper way. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Okay. This is one of those topics that is an interesting conversation because we can go a lot of different ways with it. Yeah. And right off the bat, when we're talking about is it a sin or not, um, he's he's even alluding to it in the voicemail of is the act a sin or not, but more importantly, what surrounds it? That's the stance we've usually taken. Right. Is what surrounds it. Right. And he's alluding to John Piper, so I did some researching of him, even reached out, didn't hear anything back, because he's a pretty prominent name sure. <laughs> in the world of the Christian uh, evangelic mm-hmm. and theolo- theologian. Yep. Uh, but if you if you research his site, he comes down on the, on the side of, it is. It's wrong. Not the actual act, but in the context of a relationship. Okay. Is, is more what I'm reading okay. from, um, from him. And then there's even some others out there that are of the similar vein, and a lot so of it... back up, it's okay. wrong. He's saying, from what you're understanding from him, it's wrong in the context of a relationship, and if you're in a relationship... It's because, well, it's, he's, he's coming down... Masturbate at all, you're... He's coming down on the... It's, it's the surrounding aspect of it is what's the bigger issue, the sexual immorality, the fantasy, the, the, the words of Jesus. Okay. That if you lust after somebody else, you've committed adultery with them. Okay. But even that you could parse into, get deeper, and I don't want to get into the exegesis of of Scripture mm-hmm. with this topic, because Scripture does not ever say masturbation is wrong. It's it's one of those untouched things. Okay. But it, there is um, one of those where I want to land with our conversation, Pam, is what is surrounding it, but also what are the messages with it with that you're telling yourself and your spouse, because I want to keep this in the context of a relationship, because this is sexy marriage radio. Right. We're not speaking to singles specifically. Right. Even though I know we have some in the nation that are single. Yeah. But what surrounds it when you're getting into lust, pornography, other things, yes, now we can start getting into this. I am landing in an arena that is at at best a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, right? certainly. Because it's at it's, best. it's it's it does lead to a lot of things mm-hmm. that can happen. And so is it wrong? Eh. That's a tough one, right? Because there's we've talked about in the past that it can be an appropriate, helpful way possibly to deal with a huge disparity between higher desire and lower desire. Right. So we've, we've said that if, you know, a spouse is, <clears throat> you've got medical issues and there's, Mm-hmm. Long spans of time or deployment. Deployment. You, um, yeah. There's there's reasons that spouses aren't together, and sexual relations aren't happening. Uh, there's legitimate reasons for that that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with some sort of dispute or argument between the spouses. Right. This right. is just either or nature or health can't can't allow you to do that. So yeah, we've said if if your mind is focused on a spouse. That's where your 
your thought processes are going or to your spouse. And and also if it's something that's not hidden and secret. Right. And because that's where, again, I, I don't, in this conversation, there's, it's hard to find real clear lines of distinction because mm-hmm. situation matters. Context matters. Yeah, it does. Of, of the couples, right? So, so it's looking at this as how is this to the detriment in the fact that one of you is masturbating and now the other person could be interested and you can't perform, you're not interested, you don't have the desire because you just masturbated. That's a detriment to the relationship then. Yeah, it is. Because it was likely hidden. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. when she or he comes after you, you're like, yeah, I'm really not interested. That's the reason why, but you're not going to explain it to him why. Mm-hmm. No, I already took care of myself. Thanks. You know, so it's just, it's looking at it through this lens of, I don't like the argument of, is it right or wrong as much as it is, is it healthy? Mm-hmm. Right. That That's where I want to go with this conversation. Yeah. Okay? I, d- I don't know that it's clear anywhere as to a ultimate right or wrong Hundred percent, yes or no. Right. So I came across um, one of the members of one uh, one of the mastermind groups that I run um, had just posted in a board for the group that they're done, and he just posted that he was listening to some stuff from Doctor Glover and No More Mister Nice Guy. Yeah. And he was struck by the fact that Doctor Glover made a comment that it's possible to view porn, fantasy, and masturbation as scraps, and it's these kinds of scraps that one experiences. With bad sex. Okay. And so I want to land on, is it is is masturbation a healthy expression or does it set up a scenario to where you actually are hurting yourself and the relationship because you're settling for bad scraps? I think anytime you're trying to do something solo and not in relationship together, it can't be as vibrant and as full. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I know where I stand on that one. Um, masturbation is not something that's going to get you that fullness that the sexual relationship. You lose is the relational for. component of, of of another human being in close proximity to you. Yeah, and that's yep. that's part of how this was created. That's part of how this relationship works together and is more vibrant and more alive. Okay. And so just so it's very clear to the audience of, of this listening to this episode, I want to take the stance of there's normal and healthy are two different things. Okay. Right? And why are you making that distinction? Because out there can be, well, but na- masturbation is normal. Okay. But is it healthy? That's where I want to land. Okay. Right? Because what I think is most of the time... When you're introduced to masturbation, it's usually in adolescence, when you just are chocked full of hormones, Mm -hmm. and you're unsure of how to handle these hormones, and the wind blows and the hormones rage, and he or she walks by and the hormones rage, a thought, whatever it is. And so masturbation oftentimes, and this carries forward into adulthood, into marriage, into life, mostly masturbation is used for tension release, soothing, Hip, it's a hypnotic for sleep. It's the numbing of something, or it's a great way to enhance a better sense of guilt. Oh my! <laughs> okay, that last one just really stands out. So dive deeper because into you it. already feel 
guilty about sexual vibes and sexual energy because of upbringing, because of unknown, because of uncertainty. So masturbation is a great way just to feel, you feel pleasure, but then you have the ensuing guilt that follows. Okay. So it's just that vicious circle of what we do in life, right? Okay. It's like that, oh, I know I shouldn't have had that soda. Oh, I know I shouldn't have had that second drink. Oh, I know I shouldn't have had that second dessert. And now I feel guilty. It's the same kind of way we are as people. Okay. Right? So, but I think a lot of times, if you really are honest with yourself, masturbation has become something that it truly is a means unto itself. It's a, it's, there's an attachment to an outcome. It's not for a deeper connection. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it. Truly, Even if that deeper connection is for yourself, you likely don't take yourself to a dinner and a movie before you masturbate. <laughs> no. Let's go show, I'm going to show myself a good time and I'm going to top it off with a great romantic evening at home. Right. <laughs> Candles, ambiance, good foreplay. We just don't do it that no, way. No. Right. And so if that is the manner in which you approach it, the brain cannot usually there's there's parts of the brain that it will but a lot of times brain memories are not it's the act that matters and so you start to train your brain that anytime there's any kind of erotic feelings going on then all of a sudden now i've got to get to a a point i got to get to a goal rather than creating and tasting what sex could be that's free-flowing it could go a lot of different ways. Right. It's a vibe between you. It's a whole other thing rather than I got to just get to orgasm as fast as I can. Right. So if that's something that is frequent, then masturbation is is keeping you then in your sexual relationship with your spouse from experiencing even more. Right. Because it's that training of your brain. Right. And so a lot of times, even in Dr. Glover's book on healthy, um, on No More Mr. Nice Guy, he has a chapter at the end called Healthy Masturbation. Because a lot of nice guys struggle with masturbation. Okay. And it's something that's very covert, is very hidden, it's associated with porn. That's why premature ejaculation is a problem mm-hmm. with a lot of men. It's because when they, they've got their whole sex life has been it's in secret and it's gotta be quick because I don't want to get caught. Mm. Well, if you're with a wife, that's not good. I don't yeah. it's gotta be quick because I don't want to get caught. Well, she's gonna be like, really? Yeah, I'm just I, now getting warmed up. I'm, yeah. You know, I could just now be getting into this. Yeah. And so he has a whole chapter on how do you retrain your brain? Your brain on porn has a similar path mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a rebooting. Right. Where you take a, a, a sabbatical from ejaculating, from sex. And it's a retraining of your brain because you have to get this rewire those associations of the feelings and the mm-hmm. sensations. And so to me... Uh, and again, you know, if you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio, you know we don't usually come down with the this is the absolute right, absolutely you have to. I mean, there's there's only a few things we are major proponents of, mm-hmm. meaning sex in marriage is where we believe. Right. You know, it's it's saved for marriage. It's a sacred thing. Mm-hmm. Masturbation is one of those. We're not going to take the stance of absolutely you got to stop. I just want to present the. Is the route you and the relationship you have with this aspect possibly in your life healthy when it when you put it in a relational context? Mm-hmm. Is it steering you towards deeper connection, deeper bonding? Because I realize if I'm if you're taking the stance of, yeah, but if I don't get a release, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna have any <laughs> because my wife or my husband's not interested. Right. 
Well, that's the gridlock you're going to have to face within yourself. That's right. It's already there, so why not make it more overt between the two of you? Mm -hmm. And then I went and had breakfast with our senior pastor and Mm -hmm. asked him, "Right, what do you think? And I love the way he framed it because he even said the same kind of stuff we're talking about of, well, situation matters. And if you've got a season where a spouse is not available, could you... In a prayer life and inviting God into that, say, you know what, God, I invite you into my masturbatory experience and help me help me understand with the spirit. Am I going towards my relationship with you and my spouse or away from it? Because it, be- it can become an idol, just like sex can become an idol. Yeah. It, That's where he could, landed. We could make anything that way. Right. Yeah, and how many people are actually bringing that into their prayer life? Right. Probably not too <laughs> Pro- many, let's be honest. Probably not a lot. So I love the, the thought process, the exercise with it of, okay, hold on. This does start to become an individual thing mm-hmm. and a relational thing with God and your spouse. And I think that's a great start. Mm-hmm. Hi, Corey. Hi, Pam. This is Larry from Schaumburg, Illinois. We were at your Sexy Marriage Radio convention in 2016 and uh, absolutely love your radio program and uh, what you guys do and the way you normalize sexual normalities and abnormalities. Anyway, hey, listen to today's show about uh, uh, the problem solver husband. Oh my gosh, this is something. (laughs) Funny things, funny things in this area. When my wife and I were a young married couple, we would lay in bed. She would tell me about her day, all the things that happened to her that were not good. And then she would roll over and go to sleep. And here I am just seething with steam coming out of my ears, wanting to kill someone for the way they're treating my wife. And this happened fairly frequently. And I had to, we had to realize that these conversations have to happen like before dinner so that we have time to deal with them or talk about them. And, um, Obviously, as a young married couple, I wanted to be a problem solver because that's what guys do. When we talk to each other, we solve each other's problems. We help each other with situations. Not so in the married world. Uh, like you guys said, more often than not, the lady just wants to vent and the guy is supposed to listen. Sometimes there's girlfriends to do that job for the wife, but when the wife is done with the husband, that's his job. Here's what we wrestle with. Go to YouTube. I'm not going to be the only one that calls in on this, I'm sure. But go to YouTube and look up It's Not About the Nail. It is one of the funniest videos you will see, and it describes the predicament we as guys are in when our wife sits down and wants to vet. Anyway, love you guys. Love your show, and uh, keep going on what you're doing. Pam, welcome back to the real world. Got to give you a hats off for doing all this stuff during tax season and uh we love the uh, input of a married couple into the realm of sex. So thank you so much. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Larry. Sure appreciate that. And that video he's talking about, it, it's not about the nail. That thing is spot on. You guys need to go look at it. <laughs> it's very good. And we're going to leave it at that. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio, where we want to know what we missed, what was left undone. What do you have to add to the conversation? Because it gets rounded out when you guys point out uh, extra information and thoughts that Mm -hmm. just make everything better. Because we fully believe 
Marriage is a great ride in adventure. So make it for your life. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. 214-702-9565 is how you can let us know. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.